Old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 69 of season 4 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. The Charlotte Greenwood Show was a sitcom that ran from June 13th to September 5th, 1944 on NBC Radio, and then from October 15th, 1944 to January 6th, 1946 on ABC Radio. It started out, like so many did back then, as a summer replacement for The Bob Hope Show, then was picked up as its own show. The first iteration of the show in 1944 starred Charlotte Greenwood as a Hollywood actress playing a cub reporter in a small-town newspaper as research for a film role. When the show resurfaced in season two, the premise had changed and she was raising three children after her best friend died, as the executor of her estate. The new show took place in the fictional town of Lakeview. Others in the cast of the second iteration were Edward Ryan as teenage Jack Barton, Betty Moran as teenage sister Barbara Barton, Bobby Larson as the youngest child, Robert Barton, and John Brown as William Anderson. Also an accomplished singer, each episode ended with Charlotte singing the song, Farewell Until We Meet Again. Now sit back and enjoy the July 8th, 1945 broadcast of the Charlotte Greenwood Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Whenever you have occasion to send a card, remember a Hallmark card will best express your perfect taste, your thoughtfulness. (laughs) The Hallmark Charlotte Greenwood Show. Here she is, that lovable lady of stage, screen, and radio, Charlotte Greenwood. Hello, friends, and thank you, Wendell. Wendell, today our story is about a girl who fell in love with a pair of diamond earrings. Hmm. Earrings, eh? Mm-hmm. Women certainly do wear some strange earrings. Is there anything in the world you've never had in your ears, Mrs. Greenwood? Yes, a man's voice saying I do. <laughs> <laughs> and it isn't Mrs. Greenwood, it's Miss Greenwood. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're sorry. <laughs> Mrs. 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Charlotte Greenwood is brought to you this Sunday and every Sunday at this time by the makers of Hallmark Greeting Cards to remind you that whenever you want to remember someone, you'll find a Hallmark card that says just what you want to say the way you want to say it. So when you choose a card, look on the back for the three identifying words, a Hallmark card. Yes, don't forget, a Hallmark card will best express your perfect taste your thoughtfulness. Now let's go to Lakeview in the home of the Bartons. Those three youngsters Charlotte has been providing with the three R's, raising rations and a certain amount of restraint. It's early on a weekday morning as our story opens, and Charlotte, standing at the foot of the stairs, is having her usual trouble making the coming generation come down. She's saying... Children? Children, breakfast is getting cold. Hurry, come in here, Charlotte. Well, that's one down and two to go. How are you this morning, Robert? Why don't I be late, Charlotte? Happy birthday. Oh, thank you, Robert. Now... How did you find out it was my birthday? Hmm? I thought I was keeping that a secret. Oh, last night when I was going to bed, I saw that birthday card you got from Hollywood. Oh, I did leave that on the hall table. It even had your age on the envelope. My age? Yeah, it said Charlotte Greenwood, 28. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't my age, that's my zone number. <laughs> Thank you, anyway. And that Charlotte? Inside it says something about how well you've kept your age. Hmm, I certainly have. I haven't changed it in ten years. <laughs> Robert, how old would you say I am? Yes, Charlotte. I don't know. Twenty-eight sounds all right to me. Ho, ho, ho. You're a diplomat. <laughs> What's a diplomat? That's a man who remembers a woman's birthday, but not her age. <laughs> uh, come here, son, and let me have my birthday kiss. You bet. Oh, hey, cut me in on that, too. Happy birthday, Aunt Charlotte. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Jack. You see, Bobby found out about this so late last night, I haven't got your present. But you just wait till I get home tonight. Oh, now, Jack, please, please don't do anything silly. Robert, where are you going? Just out a minute. I'll be right back. Confidentially, Aunt Charlotte, which birthday are you celebrating today? Well, <clears throat> confidentially, let's say that today I'm celebrating my uh, 30th birthday. Your 30th? No kidding. Now, don't ask me when I'm going to celebrate the other 30, either. <laughs> oh, Charlotte, I don't believe that. All right, then. I'm uh, 31. How much? 31. Hmm. Now, don't you look so incredulous. Oh, but you've told me twice. 31. Oh, you'll take twice 31. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. Oh, yes, you will. Oh, thank you, Barbara. Well, I'm not going to ask you how old you are. It doesn't make any difference. Oh, now that's the nicest birthday present I've had today. <laughs> Between us kids, you notice I say us kids. <laughs> <laughs> I've reached the age when a woman stops patting herself on the back and starts patting herself under the chin. <laughs> Run along now and eat your breakfast or you'll be late for work. Yeah, look at the time. I better get going. Well, I don't have to hurry this morning, Aunt Charlotte. I'm uh, taking the day off from the library. Really? What's the occasion? Well, Norma Harris is joining the Waves, and some of us girls are giving a going-away luncheon over at Gladys Merritt. Oh, how do I look? You always look good to me, Barbara. Well, then how do you like the new dress I bought for the party? Oh, it's lovely, dear. When did you get it? Yesterday. I, um, I charged it. I uh, hope you don't mind. 
No. Well, we do have a lot of expenses this month, but I guess we'll make out. Are those new shoes, too? Well, yes. I, I saw them in the window, and they matched the dress so well that I... Well... Yeah, I see. I see. I understand. And, uh, and uh, I'd already sent my shoe coupon, but I happen to have yours with me, so... <laughs> It's all right, isn't that so? Oh, of course, yes. Summer's here anyway, and I just love to go barefoot. <laughs> well, let's go in and have breakfast. Oh, I'll see who it is. That's probably Robert. Package to Miss Greenwood. Oh, thank you. Look, Aunt Charlotte. I'll bet it's a birthday present. Oh, nonsense. That's Judge Cronin's handwriting. How would he know about my birthday? Bobby called everybody we know and told him last night. Oh, why did you let him do that? Well, here, let's see what it is. Yes, hurry, Aunt Charlotte. Diamond earrings. Oh, Aunt Charlotte, they're beautiful. Diamond earrings from Judge Cronin? I can't believe it. Oh, aren't they exquisite? Oh, they must be worth thousands. Oh, try them on. No, I won't, Barbara. Now, wait, now, now, don't take them out of the box. Now, this doesn't make sense. Why not? Well, I may have had too many birthdays, but if the judge is sending me diamonds, he's gone into his second childhood. Oh, oh, but I'll... Charlotte, you're so beautiful. Regardless, dear, a young, unmarried girl does not accept expensive gifts from a gentleman. Oh, oh don't say that, Aunt Charlotte. All right, then I'll just say an unmarried girl. <laughs> but, Aunt Charlotte. Well, at least I'm unmarried. Oh. <laughs> now, dear, take the earrings upstairs and put them in my dresser drawer, and I'll return them to Judge Cronin tomorrow. I know he'll understand. But it's your birthday, Aunt Charlotte. You only celebrate a birthday once a year. When you're my age, you'll find out that birthdays were only celebrated by men or children. Oh, but the earrings are so lovely. And they go so beautifully with my new dress. Aunt Charlotte, do you mind if I try them on? Yes, I do, Barbara. Now, why torment yourself with something you know you can't have? Now, go on, dear, and put them upstairs right this minute. Oh, but they're so beautiful. If I could only wear them today... in my life. <laughs> I must see what this card says. Yeah. It says, I'm sending you this birthday card all full of stars and spangles. Though passing years may throw you curves, you've still got lots of angles. <laughs> hmm, hmm, well. Angles? Does it say angles? Well, it seems to. Oh, gee, it's a comic card, and I wanted it to be beautiful. I thought it was angels. Oh. Well, now wait, son. Now let me look at it again. You know, I might have read it wrong. Well, now look at that. It does say angels. Gee, does it? Then it's all right. All right. It's the most beautiful card I ever got in my life. Gee, what are you crying about? Because I'm so happy. You're the angel. Good 
afternoon, Mr. Anderson. Hello, Charlotte. Oh, I didn't expect you, but you're just in time for a late lunch. Am I? Oh, good. Oh, uh, happy birthday. <laughs> and uh, here's a little something for you. Oh, Mr. Anderson, you shouldn't have a whole pound box of Chocolate. Oh, no, no, no. It's something better than that. <laughs> Open it up. Oh, God. Oh, I can hardly wait. <laughs> Here. Oh, peanut brittle. <laughs> Just what I wanted. <laughs> oh, I'll never be able to eat half of that. I'll eat the other half. <laughs> it's very good, too. I uh, opened it up and tried a piece on the way out. <laughs> Well, good for you. They put more peanuts in it now than they used to. Yes. Go ahead, try some. Well, thanks. Not right now, but won't you have some? Well, I don't mind if I do. Oh, uh, say, I I saw Barbara on the street a little while ago. She certainly is becoming a beautiful girl. Isn't she, though? Did you notice her new dress? No. No. As a matter of fact, what took my eye was those earrings. Earrings? Did you see them when she went out? No. Oh, but now that I think of it, she had a scarf around her hair when she left. Uh, what kind of earrings were they, Mr. Anderson? Well, they, uh... <laughs> Mind if I have another piece of peanut brittle? No, please do, but now, uh, how about the earrings? Might as well take a few pieces while I'm at it. Huh? Won't have to bother you so often. Um, what did you say, Charlotte? Uh, earrings, earrings. Oh, good, good. Charlotte, how do they make that imitation stuff look so real? <clears throat> I'd have sworn those were real now. You had diamond earrings? And what diamond? Oh, they must have looked conspicuous this time of day, like headlights. Well, I'll have to have a talk with Barbara. Oh, uh, pardon me. Oh, uh, good afternoon, Miss Greenwood. Oh, hello, Anderson. Mm -hmm. Well, Judge Cronin, you know, I do thank you, but I really should thank you. Have a piece of peanut butter. Uh, no, not now, please. Mm -hmm. uh, Miss Greenwood, I'm very embarrassed about this, but that's... That little gift I sent you. Yes, I want to talk to you about that too, Judge. They were lovely, and you were very sweet to send them to me, but I really couldn't accept diamond earrings. What? He, he sent you diamond earrings? Well, I hardly know how to say this, Miss Greenwood, but you see, there was a mistake. I entrusted uh, my secretary to send the package to you, and, uh, well, she sent the wrong one. Oh, I'm glad you told me. You know, I should have known you better. <laughs> well, I have the package right here that she should have sent here, Miss Greenwood. Happy birthday. Well, thank you. May I open it now? Oh, of course, of course. Right ahead. Oh, how nice. Just exactly what I need. Uh, what is it? A powder puff? <laughs> well, that's more like you, Colin. <laughs> you like it, Miss Oh, I love it. And what's more, it's something I can't accept and <laughs> use. <laughs> yeah. Judge, you're thoughtful and very sweet. <laughs> oh, not very sweet. <laughs> uh, look, uh, maybe yeah. none of my business. But if your secretary sent Charlotte the wrong package, who was supposed to get the diamond earrings? Oh, go eat your penny peanuts at all. Oh, but he can't. It's all gone. <laughs> it's all right, Judge, and you don't need to tell us who it well, is. Well, happen to conceal. I may conceal some words, but I won't conceal this hat. Those earrings don't belong to me. You know that fur farm over on the other side of the lake? Oh, the place where they raised me? Yes. Yeah. Sure. What? Well, a very wealthy lady from New York, and this is you Foster visited the fur farm yesterday and picked out enough mink skins for a coat. In fact, several thousand dollars worth. She's taking them with her when she leaves tonight on the seven o'clock train. Oh, wealthy visitor, eh? Oh, well, yes, yes. Millions, no Ooh. doubt. And yet, with it all, she's an utterly charming person. Charming! Look, will you get to the point of I the story? See. What has this utterly charming person got to do with the earring? I'm coming to that pony brittle. Well, come on, powder puff. Well, that's better. Now, look. She, 
She found that she hadn't enough cash on hand to pay for them. So she asked if she could take them and send the money from New York. Well, since they're my clients, the first people asked my advice, and I suggested that Mrs. D. Foster might give us something for security. Oh, smart boy. Oh, please. Uh, whereupon, she snatched off her valuable diamond earrings and practically threw them in my face. Well, you said she was charming, utterly, utterly charming. Well, mm -hmm. well I can see why she was upset. She undoubtedly had charge accounts everywhere. Yours. But I'll return the diamond earrings as soon as the fur people receive their money. And uh, meanwhile, Miss Greenwood, well, uh, may I have the earrings back? Of course, I'll give them to you right after lunch. Lunch? Mm -hmm. You say? I hope it's almost ready. Well, good. Uh, I'm certainly hungry. <laughs> Haven't had a thing to eat all day. <laughs> yes, that peanut brittle does give you an appetite, doesn't it? <laughs> and you'll stay, Judge, won't you? Well, all right, though I'll feel easier when I get those earrings back in my safe. You know, uh, Mrs. E. Foster said they weren't insured. They were not insured? Oh, that's very funny. Well, you know, those wealthy people. Oh. oh, hello, everybody. Oh, Barbara, I was hoping you'd be back soon. Hello, Judge Cronin. Oh, that's known, Barbara. <laughs> oh, Barbara. <laughs> if you boys would like to wait in the dining room, I'll be in there in just a minute. Oh, of course. Come on, Andy. Boy, am I Barbara, did you have a nice time? Well, I... No, I Not as nice as I expected at all. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, uh, Barbara, dear, take your scarf off, won't you? Oh, oh my hair looks terrible, Aunt Charlotte. The windows were all open in the bus, and it blew, so that's why I had to put the scarf on. Is that the real reason you don't want to take your scarf off? No. No, it isn't. Oh, Aunt Charlotte, I've been very unhappy and so, well, uncomfortable. That's why I came home so early. Yes? I wanted to look so nice. And they looked so pretty when I tried them on before I left, and I was afraid to ask you if I could wear them. Are you talking about the diamond earrings, Barbara? You know I took the man, Charlotte. You knew all the time, and, and they sold everything. I found out that I can't be happy when I've done something wrong. Now, Barbara, if you found out that no happiness can come from coveting something that belongs to someone else, or from borrowing things without permission, you've learned a valuable lesson. Oh, you're, you're wonderful, Aunt Charlotte. You could have been very angry. Oh, nonsense. We won't mention it again, dear. Now, take off your scarf and let me see... How pretty those earrings look on you. All right. There. I always wondered how it would feel to wear real diamond earrings, and I guess a... Barbara! What's the matter? Why are you looking at me that way? The diamond in one of the earrings is gone. the joy of having friends is to share the things life brings to them. Birthdays, for instance, or wedding days, or when they celebrate their anniversary. We can be such a comfort to our friends, too, in darker days when they need encouragement. On all occasions, sending a card is a thoughtful way to remember them. And you'll find so many distinctively beautiful cards at your Hallmark dealers. There are scores of fine Hallmark birthday cards some with charming personal sentiments, others with a clever, humorous greeting. There are socially correct cards for wedding congratulations, anniversaries, gay welcoming messages for new arrivals, and if someone you know is ill or in the hospital, one of the best ways to say get well soon is with a thoughtful cheer card. You're sure to find a Hallmark card that says just what you want to say 
the way you want to say it. So go to your Hallmark dealers tomorrow. Hallmark cards are on display at America's finest toys. Don't forget, a Hallmark card will best express your perfect taste, your thoughtfulness. Intending to send her something else as a birthday gift, Judge Cronin, by mistake, sent Charlotte a pair of diamond earrings which he was holding for a client as security. By the time the mistake was discovered, Barbara borrowed the earrings without permission and is now wildly searching for the diamond which she lost out of one earring. Now it's about 4.30 on the same afternoon and in the Boston home. Is that you, Barbara? Oh, yes, Aunt Charlotte. Oh, I've looked all over and I didn't find the diamond. Oh, well, sit down, dear. Gladys and I went over her house and talked about it. Not a trace of it. Oh, why was I so careless and thoughtless? Well, dear, I called Jack and he got off work so he could try and find the bus you rode on. Mr. Anderson and Robert are searching the streets right this minute. Oh, but it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. What's the use? Darling, the worst way to find a needle in a haystack is to sit down on the job. Oh, and Charlotte, I haven't sat down a minute. I've looked everywhere. This is all my fault, everything. I'm going upstairs. Darling, soap, water, soap. Mr. Anderson, it is Mr. Anderson, isn't it? Oh, what a day. Am I a mess? Well, don't be so modest. What happened to you? Well, Charlotte, you asked me to go out and look for a diamond, didn't you? Yes, well, I didn't ask you to dig a new mine. <laughs> Barbara said she waited for the bus at the corner of 3rd and Main. There's a grating in the sidewalk on that corner. Oh, you, I see, and you thought... Yeah. yeah. I got down on my hands and knees, and sure enough, down at the bottom, I saw something shining. So I got a piece of chewing gum and a string. Oh, I can't believe it. Oh, but I got a piece of string. But you got a piece of chewing gum. <laughs> Did you fish out whatever it was? No. No, it wouldn't work. So I took up the grating. Oh, that heavy grating? Well, the cop at the corner helped me. But just as he got it up... Yes? He fell in. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. The hole was so deep, I couldn't reach him, so I told him... Jump up and grab my hand. Well, did he jump up and grab your hand? Yeah. You know, Charlotte, those holes are awfully tight for two people. <laughs> well, did you find what it was that was shining? Mm -hmm. The cop's whistle that he lost last year. <laughs> he was very glad to get it back, too. They don't make them anymore. Oh, gee, Mr. Anderson, did you have any luck? No, Jack. Oh, me neither. Charlotte, I've got to go, please. Oh, Jack, you didn't find anything? Not a thing? Well, I found a lot of things, but no diamonds. On the bus that Barbara was on, all right, and the driver and I looked under every seat and in every corner. All we found was a lot of hairpins and an old ticket punch that he lost last year. Oh, I bet he was glad to get the ticket punch back. Yeah, they don't make them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, Judge Cronin. Oh, what a terrible afternoon I've had. First with three clients, a single woman who wants to get married, a married woman who wants to get single, and an old maid who doesn't know what she wants. <laughs> And then more arguing, arguing, arguing with that Mrs. DeFoster. Oh, not the utterly, utterly charming Mrs. DeFoster. Oh, that woman is... Well, I've certainly changed my opinion of her. You know that she called me up. Oh, Jack, uh, will you go upstairs and freshen up a bit, please? Huh? Oh, <laughs> okay, Aunt now, what did Mrs. DeFoster say, Judge? Well, Miss Greenwood, I can't repeat her exact words. Not in front of a lady. But when I came to her suite at the hotel, she was passing. Packing those mink furs, incidentally. You know, she's leaving on the 7 o'clock train. 
And when I told her about losing the diamond... Well, she said that if the well, diamond isn't replaced, by the time she pays for the purse, she'll bring suit for $5,000. And you know the feelings aren't in Yes, you've said that once before, you know. I'm beginning to get an idea. Give me those earrings. What are you going to do? I'm going downtown to replace that missing diamond myself. Right now. But, Miss Greenwood, that isn't fair. It'll cost you thousands of dollars. Hey, I guess hey, it's... what I found. Hey, well, Robert, what? Well, well, you what? didn't. I'm looking all the dentists between here and the mirror house. Yeah? Just guess what I found. Well, go on, go on, go on. Go on. Look, a real life frog. You... Uh, a <laughs> frog. Now, now, don't tell me they don't make them anymore. <laughs> Well, who's trying to argue who out of what? Oh, Aunt Charlotte, we've been waiting for you. Is everybody here? Oh, yeah, but I don't know Did you get the diamond? I certainly did, and here it is. But, gee, it's a perfect match for the other one. Oh, they sure look pretty together. How much did it cost? Oh, Aunt Charlotte, I don't know how I'll ever repay you for... Well, we'll talk about that later. How much did it cost? Aunt Charlotte, can you come to the dining room now? We've got a surprise for you. Well, in a minute, dear. I want to talk to Judge Cronin and Mr. Anderson. Oh, right. Come on, Jack and Bobby. We'll light it. Hey, I'll get to hold the map. Oh, Charlotte, how much did it cost? Uh, yes, Miss Greenwood. While you were out, we decided that we ought to uh, fair part of you. Yeah, we thought we'd kind of help yeah. out. As short as they contribute mm-hmm. to the... Boys, are you telling me that you'd like to share part of the expense of the diamond? Yes. Well, that's very generous of you. Mm-hmm. I'll let you pay one-third each. Oh, no, 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 not that much. Well, no. don't look so pale, boys. This imitation diamond will cost you $15 a piece. Huh? You, you mean you mean you bought a fake diamond and that's the real one? Look at it. Boys, I found out the other diamond was an imitation. <laughs> not, not a real diamond? No. It was a well-cut white sapphire. Which means that the utterly charming lady, Mrs. DeFoster, like the diamond, is an imitation too. <laughs> Judge, I began to be suspicious when she threw the earrings in your face. But I thought that was just indignation. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a very clever ruse to keep you from asking questions. Yes. Yes, and to keep me from finding out that she wasn't a wealthy woman at all. Besides, all the wealthy women I've ever known in my life are very careful to keep their jewels insured. Look, I don't get this. What is this woman trying to do? Well, she's trying to leave town on the 7 o'clock train. Yes, yes, yes with thousands of dollars worth of furs, which she'll never pay for. A professional twin. Yes. Cool, we better report this to the police. I reported it an hour ago, as soon as I made sure the diamond was an imitation. Now, they are waiting for Mrs. DeFoster at the station right now. Oh, oh, Miss Greenwood, I can't tell you how much I owe you. You saved us all some serious embarrassment and expense, too. Well, there is that $15. Oh, but, yeah. uh, that's all right. I have to get back to the office. Oh, I'll go with you, Anderson. Oh, won't you come in the dining room first and see my birthday cake? Oh, John. How did you get you got a birthday cake? Well, the children said they were going to like something. <laughs> Of course, it could be a bonfire. <laughs> what with snow in July. <laughs> well, come on, boys. Oh, what a lovely cake. 
sweet. Oh, it's kind of small, Aunt Paula, but we were so busy this afternoon, we forgot all about it. It's the last one in the bakery we had. We forgot the candles, too, but we found one down in the basement. Yeah, the one the plumber left here when he fixed the heater. Oh, children, it's the most beautiful cake I ever saw. And the best part of it is that one candle. One candle? <laughs> I'm a child again. Come oh, on, everybody, all together. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Annalise. Happy birthday. I'm so happy. <laughs> in a moment. Meanwhile, I want to remind you again, the next time you buy a card for any occasion, look on the back for the identifying words, a Hallmark card. H-A-L-L-M-A-R-K. A Hallmark card. Like sterling on silver, those three words are your assurance of finest quality. They tell your friends you cared enough to send the very best. Yes, a Hallmark card will best express your perfect taste, your thoughtfulness. And our Charlotte Greenwood. Friends, I think there's one thing that most of us women do. When we taste some new and delicious food at a friend's house, we like to write down the recipe and take it home. Isn't that so? But there's another recipe you might write down today. It isn't one to take back home. It's one to send away. Write down some friendly, helpful thought for someone that you know. Write down the news of you and yours. Or just write down, hello. Write down the things you know will bring that someone happiness. Then, on the envelope, write down that somebody's address. A funny sort of recipe? <laughs> that all depends. For what you've written down is just a recipe for friends. Jack Hasty and D.H. Johnson, directed by Thomas Freebaron Smith. In the regular cast today with Miss Greenwood were Charles Cantor, John Brown, and Edward Ryan, who appeared through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. The Hallmark Charlotte Greenwood Show came to you from Hollywood.
Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for